Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Star Wars Podcast. I'm joined by Courtney Etienne, a semi-professional player who just had the opportunity to play out in Poland. He's a fantastic person, he's a great guy and he, he, he's someone that needs to be on a team in this season. Uh, any team that gets to have a listen to this, listen to one of the best teammates that you can employ and one of the best players that you'll ever have as part of your franchise. How you been? How has COVID been treating you? How's things? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Hello. Oh, hello. No, no, no. Sorry, you might miss me. So it might cut out. So how how you how you keeping? How's everything been with COVID? It's the first question I ask every single time. Because think, of the yeah. circumstances. Of course. Yeah. It's 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 not been too bad. You know, it's been, it's been a difficult. Um, obviously, coming back straight back from from playing abroad and then going straight into kind of a lockdown. Um, as such, uh, yeah, so it's been kind of hard from that point, just trying to get stuff moving again. Yeah, um, but for the most part, yes, yeah, it's, it's been all right. It's been all right. But I will say, mate, shout out to your effort. I, I, I you saying keeping it moving. You want you, you've been one of the only people I've seen consistently posting every single day the hard work, <laughs> constantly training out in the rain, constantly doing all of those things. Like I, I would say, you're probably one of the only people I've seen. It doesn't matter what the weather is. You're still out there. You're still posting it up every single day. So saluting to you with your sort of your mental preparation. No, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. No, Thank I've been watching. I've, mate, I've been watching the whole way. I've been paying attention as best I can. And um, I just really think that this this is an opportunity I can try my best to try and help you with. So no, I appreciate it. Next question. Um, so talking about how did you get into American football? Yeah. Um, so it started back in uh, 2015 uh, in my second year at uni. Um, mm-hmm. For me, like growing up, I, I was always a, a football or so- soccer man as a yeah. Um So, you know, I played at quite a decent level uh, on the verge of going pro before I decided to go to university. Yeah. Um, played played football in my first year of university um, and didn't really enjoy it. You know, the kind of culture that they had in, in the football team wasn't yeah. really my style. Um, and it wasn't until my second year and um, I moved in with, with one of my best friends now, um, Jack. Yeah. Um, he he was kind of he didn't really do anything in his first year, um, and in his second year he wanted to be part of a society. Yeah. So he said to me, you know, we'll try a couple of things, kind of see what see what we like, see what we don't like. Yeah. Um, and then he was like, oh, do you do you fancy going to um, American football tryouts? Yeah. And I was like, being the man I was, you know, I'll I'm, I'm, yeah, I'll try any sport. Yeah. Honestly, I'll try any sport. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll come along. So I, I went along with him, and um, even from that first session, you know, I kind of just. You know, I just fell in love with it. Yeah, clicks. Yeah, um, and then it kind of just blossomed from there, really. Yeah. No, so that's a, quite an interesting point of view. So you were close to going pro. Is it? Is it? Is it? Is yes. it okay to ask, like, who, what, where? Yeah. So um, when I was about uh, 16, 16, 17, Yeah. Um, obviously I was playing football full time, or alongside school, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Playing football full time. Me. Yeah. Um, I was playing uh, semi-professional for uh, Banbury. Yeah, um, which is in Oxford. Yeah, um, and then kind of it was like um, I had to kind of make a decision. Yeah, um, my head coach at the time, and um, he was moving on to a pro team. Yeah, I, I, I won't go into that, but um, no, it's he fine. was moving on to a pro team. Um, and then he kind of he wanted me to go over, um, but I was stuck in the kind of predicament where I was doing my A levels at the time. Yeah, and at that time I had to kind of make a decision whether you know I wanted to go down that path. Um, or wanted to go uh, down left the, or right, yeah. That's it. Like, but you know, my dad was make, put a bit of pressure on me, saying, 
you have to commit. Like you have to do either one or the other. You can't really do both. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, I was just like, you know, I, I'll be sensible. I'll be smart. <laughs> I'll go go to university, do what I need to do at university. And if it happens after I finish, then more for it. Great. Yeah. But, you know, I was fully prepared just to go to university and kind take of it as it comes. Down that yeah. Path. That's take it. it yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. that's a very interesting approach. The uh, reason why I'm asking about football is um, so I, I touch on this all the time. I'm, this is starting to become a bit of a catchphrase is I my background's in sports psychology and I'm yeah. I'm what I'm trying to get from any person is what is that key part of you that you don't even you may know about it or you may not but I'm trying to help with if you don't know it is to be like this is what sets you apart do more of that if yeah, that makes sense sure. yeah I get you and uh sort of well your professionalism at 16 it, it's it plays a big part in what you're doing so mm-hmm. when you got to university and you started to take part in year two in your year two so obviously yeah. you're still finding yourself psychologically mentally physically you're still trying to understand your place where you are in that exactly did that did that sort of come out on the field was it slowly but surely and then there's that big play that sort of clicks and then you're like right I know where I belong um for me I feel like it was kind of natural yeah um you know like when I first started I remember there was there was another rookie at the time um we both fell into the linebacker category we were both rookies and we were both going for the same job you know the our, our defense was pretty much set yeah. You know, we had two three-year starters playing. Mm-hmm. We played three-four. So we had three starters and then we had one spot outside linebacker that was open. Yeah. So there was two, two. obviously me and him, we were competing, competing, competing. And then something happened uh, with him, with, with his family. Condolence. And that, yeah. that caused him to, to stop kind of playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I kind of took it on the chin. I took it naturally. I, I got the starting position. But yeah. then, like in in my first game, it just it just it was just natural, you know. Yeah. I was I was making plays all the way throughout the season, and for for me, I was quite lucky that it just came quite naturally because I yeah. know that with a couple of people that I was playing alongside, maybe it wasn't until their first or second year, mm-hmm. or like the end of their first year or their second year, that they really started coming to, into their own. I understand? Yeah, I I can I can appreciate that because obviously I, when I paid attention to yourself, I then started to pay attention to Andy. And yep. then I then started to pay attention to Marcus. Marcus, I've had on the show earlier, earlier of like earlier on, he's yep. a great guy as well. I, I really uh, next point I want to touch on. There's something about the community in Coventry. I don't know whether it's the town or the area or sort of how it's it's a mixture. It's like a mishmash of everywhere. Yeah. Do you think that kind of plays a big part in football culture? In almost like it's because it's a culmination of everything. It does sort of relate a lot easier to playing American football of course um yeah yeah I can see that I can see that um because obviously Coventry is quite quite close to quite a lot of areas yeah and I know like especially quite a lot of guys from London mm-hmm. um, usually travel up and, and go to the university in Coventry yeah and so I know that London's probably quite exposed to American football as it is yeah um and then obviously with a lot of those guys coming up to Coventry yeah it kind of falls naturally for them like yeah. quite a lot of the the new guys, uh, rookies from from London, usually mm-hmm. go either play American football, football or basketball. But yeah. that's kind of the like, where what happens and kind of how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then bridging on from that, um, obviously you've got the, you've got the areas around. So you've yeah. got your, your Birmingham, you've got obviously got the academy over there. Yeah, junior team. You've got Tamworth. That's not too yeah. far. Then you've got Leicester as well. Yeah. So I think that kind of everything comes together. 
Yeah. And, you know, quite a lot of it's getting quite a lot of exposure. Uh, it's quite good that we've obviously won a couple of championships in the past couple of years mm-hmm. and then moved up to the Prem last year. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of played a part with um, kind of putting commentary on the map as well um, Agreed, yeah. in terms of American football, because it, it wasn't quite that big. Like, I didn't really know American football in my first year at all. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it wasn't until I, it was an off chance in my second year yeah. that, you know, I, I knew anything about it. And then when I started playing and I, I got to my third year and then when I'd done my master's, even yeah. you can tell from um, like the, the rookie days and then obviously yeah. flashes as well, a lot more people were, were interested in what we had to say because obviously we had the stuff to back it up yes. as well. So, I appreciate that. So, no, you know, I definitely appreciate just, that. Yeah, so I just think from there, it just kind of just went off, really. Yeah, I, I do appreciate that. I think because um, I spoke to some of the coaches from Tamworth, some of the areas and stuff, and I've said about it's, it kind of lead, it helps, it goes hand in hand, the yeah. adult and then the uni and sort of that whole sort of hub there that I do agree that when it, for a university programme to get more recognition, a national championship is always makes life easier. But yeah. If you've got players like yourself who are like, well, why didn't start until my second year? Yeah, so exactly. It, yeah. It's a good sell. It's a really good sell. And I think, obviously, one of the shout out to Dale. I think Dale was probably one of the best guys I've ever met yeah. in terms of American 100%. football. Is, yeah. How easy is a sell when you get Dale involved? Yeah, it's, exactly that. Like He was he was probably one of the mo- uh, the reasons I actually continued playing ball after yeah. uni because um, he lived quite close to me um, like locally. Um, and he, mm-hmm. he asked me to come along because I was kind of settled at that time. Yeah. And then, yeah, honestly, they, yeah, it was probably Dale was one of the biggest, biggest mentors. Yeah, no, Dale was, a, Dale was a fantastic guy. I can't wait to have him on. So touching on now you've, you've got, you've got your place in uni, you've done, you're doing your masters. Yeah. What, how was your uni, how was your adult level experience? How did that sort of go? Cause obviously you, I, is is such a short period in time as it's been because of COVID and such. Like I don't know. So how how was your sort of adult level? What team was you um, at? What was your experience? What recently, like Europe or or, or Do, go go? So I'll go UK and then we'll okay. touch on Europe because I think I'll, you'll get my questions. In yeah. A set. Okay. Yeah, that's no worries. Yeah. Um. So so for me, um, a lot of my coaches wanted me to play. Uh, obviously, university. Then after, play, yeah senior ball then come back uni senior ball yeah all the way throughout uni but for me it was quite difficult um because I was always working all the way throughout summer mm-hmm. so obviously once I finish I'll go straight home work for the whole of summer and yeah. then come back my next year and then go from there mm-hmm. and then it wasn't until I fit, when I finished my master's I was kind of like I don't know what I'm gonna do because I, yeah. I got a like a, a career job straight from uni yeah so I was kind of just willing just to, to kind of settle and kind of put that on hold a little bit mm-hmm. and then just wait and see how that goes yeah so I was I, I, I didn't play for a whole year um so I was just working full-time and then as I mentioned earlier it wasn't until Dale sent me a message um it was the start of le- no sorry um the summer of 2018 yeah he, he sent me sent me across a message like ask, asking what I was doing like you still playing mm-hmm. And I, I realised it was in, in Northampton, so it was only down the road for me. So I was yeah. like, you know what? I, yeah, I, m- I miss playing ball. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll go, I'll go to, uh, you know, the training session. And yeah, I understand. Kind of see how it goes. And then mm-hmm. for me, like, I, I, I fell back in love with it once again. Yeah. Um, went went there. The, the team loved me. I loved the team. And it was kind of just like, 
I, I can do this. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm completely down for playing again. I want the to support network kind of enforces it on yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah so exactly. you know, I, I, there was a couple of senior teams that did reach out and ask to, for, for me to come along, <laughs> um, like high high level like Premiership teams. But mm-hmm. I, it, for me, I was still working a career job. So I had to, kind but of... it's still very young as well. I don't exactly. I don't want to cut in. You're you're still trying to get your foothold, and if you, how can I explain it? I I I think with your background in football and obviously playing at sixteen, seventeen, this is where you you don't understand. You're using your knowledge here, yeah. Because if you look at this perspective, what you've done now, this is like you got the opportunity to play for Man United, mm. or you got the opportunity to play for Chelsea. But it's like, is this is this a career move too early for you, or do you need a little bit more time? Of course, yeah. And if you look at your response and what you've done with it, it's worked out. Yeah. It, if you, it's so now, now this is the bit I want to touch on is Europe. Yeah. Now you've got the support network that's been given to you from the adult level. And then you've looked. Then you've got to Euro players. Yep. I want to know how you. I want to know your experience because there's so many different people that go on there from the UK, and it's such a difficult way. It's a, not a difficult space to work in, but sure. it's a very unique sort of pool to be a part of. If, yeah. if you understand what I mean. Yeah, of course. So, um, yeah, like I, as I said, I was, I was pretty settled. You know, I was I was happy with playing Britball and yeah. working, and that was kind of it. But it wasn't till until um, December slash January last year. Mm-hmm. Um, that one of my boys uh, who I played with at Coventry, Emmanuel Falola, um, yeah. he got signed by a Polish team. Yeah, and you know, Emmanuel was a guy who I was competing with at yeah. at Coventry. You know, we were, we were we were the two guys on the team. We were both linebackers, mm-hmm. and we had like a point system. Like you know, we were training matches, point yeah. systems for making plays and whatnot. Just competitive edge, that's, yeah, that's I understand. It, yeah, and it, it wasn't until that we saw that. And then kind of our alumni chat went went crazy with uh, Emmanuel signing. Yeah. And then it wasn't until my, my house, like the same Jack, um, he reached out to me. He was like, why don't you do that? Yeah. And I was like, you know what? You know, I'll, I'll, I'll just mm-hmm. put my film together from the last year that I played. Mm-hmm. Stick it on Euro players and, and kind of see what happens. Uh, it, was, it was kind of like that. And then, you know, I, I had it on there for a couple of days. Then a couple of teams started reaching out. I was like, oh. And then a couple more teams started reaching out. Yep. And then I, it got like to a weekend and I got built like a portfolio of teams that mm-hmm. wanted me to come over. I was like, I, I, could, I could do this, you know? Um, yeah. So, you know, I had to, I, once again, I sat down because obviously I was, I was in quite a, quite a good job. Mm-hmm. Still the same job as before. And I had to sit down, you know, and, and really, up, yeah, yeah, kind of weigh it up because obviously... I wanted to, like, it got to the stage that once I got the the attention and and kind of the the exposure, yeah, I, I kind of, I kind, it kind of flipped a switch for me, yeah. Where I was like, yeah, that's actually what I want to do. I want to play ball, you know. I want to, Precisely. I want to, you know, work out for for a living, mm-hmm. you know, inspire people, and yeah. whatnot. So it got to that stage where it was like January, um, and then I had a couple of offers, yeah. And then I sat down and spoke to my manager at work, yeah, and kind of discussed with him, you know. Like what the options were, because obviously I still wanted to. I understand. To kind of do yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I didn't want to put everything on hold. You know, go out to Europe to play for three or four months, then come back and not know what to do. I understand. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of what happened. And then obviously I had the conversation with him. He kind of edged me to do it. Um, Shout out to him. Yeah, it's exactly. a very, it's a very, it's, yeah, it's, that's it's great. It's a great thing to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, it kind of just went from there. Hmm. Okay, 
So the team you signed with it's the Silas Rebels, am I uh, correct? Celestia Rebels, yeah. Yep. So let's sorry, name obviously <laughs> pronounced no, no, Celestia no, Rebels. When I, okay. when I first when I first saw it and when I first landed in Poland, I, I got corrected on absolutely everything because all the pronunciations over there are so different <laughs> to how you would in the UK. That it took ah. me a good month or so to get kind of used to that. Mm-hmm. So talk about your experience there. You've just landed. How how was how was that for you? It was, how was it, it, did it did it set in or did it take a little bit of time before you're like processing it or how how did you sort of adjust? If, if I'm completely honest, it was probably the most difficult difficult time in my life. If I'm if if I go if I'm completely honest, yeah. But the, well, this is the this is the perfect thing. Being honest, this is you're talking. This is this is beneficial for you, mm, not just for me. Of course. So I, I applaud I, I applaud and I'm grateful for your honesty because these are the sort of conversations that are more important than the the flash part of how you got there mm. and all of this lot. It's like these are the these are the highs and lows. Yeah, yeah. But, so I, I applaud you for just even uh, having the ability to say that. Because mm. like, because for me, I, I feel like I'm quite a confident person. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm quite outgoing. I, mm-hmm. I can slot into kind of anywhere, wherever yeah. I can. But mm-hmm. I think for me, going to Poland, and and it was it was a mixture. To be fair, mostly most of it was COVID related. Yeah, because um, you know I, I was I was set to go there. Um, I flew out on the the Thursday. I was, I was loving it. You know, I was getting thrown straight in the, the deep end. We were supposed to have a um, a scrimmage on the Saturday, yeah. and then you know that's where it would have just gone straight off from that. But what happened yeah. as soon as I landed, the day after, and then I went went to where we were staying, met everyone, met the coach, met the imports at the time. And then yeah. the day after that, everything in Poland went into lockdown. So that's when yeah. COVID really started. And me, yeah. we were staying in a hotel at the time. And um, the Polish were, were quite strict with their lockdown. It was yeah. pretty much, you're not allowed out. You can't go anywhere unless you're going out for food. And that's fine. Like, you can't go out to exercise or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, moving out, the like, kind of leaving everything I had in the UK to go you, yeah. to Poland... And then yeah. the first thing that happens is I'm locked in a hotel room. The thing that you didn't exactly. want, yeah. I'm locked in a hotel room with with people that are granted they were amazing people with the imports and coaches. Yeah, people I didn't know. Circumstances in, you know, that you, in, you got you got a bit. It's the human part, isn't it? Yeah. Like you don't really know them. We've I flew out here. It's like I'm. You, it's not a selfish point of view. Yeah. It's more of a like, well, oh, come on, mate. I've flown all this way here, and I've been told I've got to stay in a hotel. Exactly. I don't get to play football. Yeah. What kind of personality change do you expect to happen? Mm. Like you've got to understand the adjustment. Like, yeah, I do. I do. Under, I completely appreciate your point. It is. It it's almost the one thing you was trying to prepare not to happen. Pre- almost prepared yeah. you to. It, yeah. Is that is that? So then, what happened? So then, what happens next? Um. So one, uh, you know, it was it, at the time it was um his a coach and his wife were staying in a room. I was staying in a room. Mm-hmm. Um, Devion, another import, was staying in a room, and then our QB uh-huh. Kevin was staying in a room. Um, yep. It wasn't until a weekend um, that Kevin found out that his, um, you know, his mum uh, had had COVID. Um, so yep. at the time, it obviously emotions were high, um, and he he went home. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it was just us three, or us four, if yep. you include coach's wife, and mm-hmm. you know it was like that for a couple of months. Like, you know, yeah. we, were, we were kind of just stuck in there and stuck in the kind of loop of just 
waking up, going, getting our food provided for us, and then just cycle of that for two months. Not really knowing yeah. like what's happening. Like the league still hadn't said anything. Um, mm-hmm. the, you know, the government hadn't said anything. So it was yeah. kind of just like, like what's going on? And yeah, it you get, yeah. And it wasn't until like three, three, four months in that um, we were, were allowed to go outside again. But the only thing you could do was train in groups of six, like no more than groups yeah. of six. So if you count me, um, the other important coach, it was just us three and three other players. And that's all we could do for a month. Yeah. And then it slowly started opening up again, opening up again. And then finally in June, so I got there in February. And then in June, we fi- we yeah. found out that we were allowed to play or we had a schedule. Yeah. So then yeah. So as soon as June happened, you know, it was kind of everything went back up again. You know, everyone, yeah. everyone was happy. You know, we were, we were allowed to train um, mm-hmm. the whole team. And it kind of just, that's yeah. when the excitement really set in and like kind of realisation of what's going on and me settling yeah. down and that's kind of where where it topped off mm-hmm. yeah i understand this is so then do you think that almost that how can i put it it doesn't make you question it because you know you want it even more because you're in a different country yeah. it doesn't question how much you want it or can you do it or whatever because you, you you're there yeah. you then you get the training and so forth do you feel like you're how can i put it as soon as that the ability to put on a set of shoulder pads and a helmet on another team, that your your performance is almost you let out all of the it's not emotion, it's more all of the tension that you've had to sit there and go through, sitting in a hotel room all that long period in time, communications with family, communications with friends. Like, do you think that almost the best thing, the best way I'm put this is football was the perfect COVID release? I, I think so, yeah. I really, I really <laughs> think that. I kept on saying because obviously we're only yeah. we're only doing fifty percent um ta- like uh, in in training. I kept on saying mm-hmm. to everyone, I feel sorry for the first person I hit. <laughs> I really feel yeah. sorry for the first person I hit because there's so much that's built up, and you know, yeah, even at training, and I just wanted to kind of let it out, you know, let it all out. Yeah. It was the per- perfect release for me, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So that's an interesting point now is that you, you've been able to develop that switch, like understanding the situation. You've had to be primed and ready. It's like, how can I put it? It's like army conditioning. So you get, you do all your basic training, you get ready, you get, you, you get your pack, you get your book, you get everything. You do your, you do your work in, you do, get ready, get ready. You go into the jungle, you're prepared. Mm-hmm. You get told, right, we've got a mission at 0600 this day. You get all prepared and ready, and then you get told missions cancelled. That's yeah. so. Then the ne- so then the next point is that when you get ready again, you've got to be able to have that switch to be yes, it's okay, go or no, it's okay. So it's almost like you got you learn to have to hold it within reach, but know when to let go and when to hold on to it. Precisely. Does that make sense? Precisely, yeah. yeah. So I think uh, this this is sort of the conversation I'm I wanting to have with you that you, this is important for people to understand in. American football is that you it's the switch part is where the professionalism comes yeah. out you you start that you stop becoming a Britball player you start becoming a European player because you know when you're ready to go and when not to so how did the season start to go for yourself did your role grow because of your training beforehand what 
how did it sort of go? Yeah, uh, for, for me, um, it, it was kind of, I got obviously brought to Poland for a reason. Um, mm-hmm. And for me, I think I've just, I just grew into kind of the role. Um, for, for, I had kind of had to take on a bit of a, I wouldn't say fatherly figure role, but more of a, a leader, leader motivational role. Um, yes. Yeah. The, the first game of the season that we had um, was against the, the champions the, the season before. Um, yeah. And, you know, we, we had uh, an eight hour journey to the game. It's one of yeah. those that you had to stay overnight. You went up the day before, stayed overnight, and then early yeah. in the morning and had to come back. So a lot of my team yeah. were kind of like, oh, you know, first game of the season. We're not sh- we wasn't sure how it was going to go. And yeah. um, obviously a lot of my teammates were, I wouldn't say demotivated, but they were, or scared, but they were kind of yeah. tentative a little bit about the game. Yeah, and yeah, then, I can touch on and that. And then kind of yeah. the game started. And um, yeah, Glenn, Glenn Tunga, he played for yeah. them. And honestly, in the first quarter... He he ripped us, absolutely ripped us. I think he had uh, four four rushes, three touchdowns, like in the first quarter, yeah. hundred yards, hundred fifty yards, and from then, like yeah. everyone was kind of like shit. Like, what yeah. what do we do? And you know, yeah. you, so in those positions, you have to kind of take a leader role. You know, my t- I could yeah. say I could see like my teammate even in the first quarter of our first game, my teammates' heads were going down. You know. You have to, you know, yeah. at that point, you have to kind of take it, take it by the scruff of the neck, and and do whatever you can, try and uplift your yeah. team to 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 do to do mm-hmm. what what yeah. we've been practicing all these months to do. I understand. Um, so yeah. for me, I, I feel like I had to take a bit more responsibility. Um, yeah. For that, and obviously the imports as well had to take a lot yeah. more responsibility in that regard, um, and then kind of just go from there. Um, the first yeah. first quarter was obviously we threw that out the window. That was in the past, and then yeah. second quarter, third quarter, and then the whole or sorry, the whole of the second half. You, we actually we were competitive. You know, we it was seven seven in yeah. in the second half. So it's yeah. just like a it's just a, a case of it's not so much uplifting your game because they or at the time they didn't know what I could do, but you know what you can do. Yeah, in, in that part, but you have to. Yeah. Obviously, you play that, but you can't do everything. You have to. You have, sometimes yeah, you have to I take understand. a, a backseat, you know, and and obviously do yeah. your job, but then up, uplift people to do their jobs as well. I understand. So that's yeah. kind of where no. more came from. Obviously, I, I had to step up mm-hmm. my game and make more plays, but uh, I, I wanted to uplift yeah. my teammates as much as possible. No, it's a good. It's a good trait to have. I, I think there's a few things I can touch on to you that I don't know if you'd ever experienced. Is like so. I was at a Div 2 university and we come up against Hertfordshire Hurricanes and this is in Hertfordshire. It's just got a brand new kit, just got all of the organisation, 50-player squad, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. We had 20 or so players and I get basically I get the conditioning, like this is going to be a really hard game, like all of these things, like you're like, okay, you've been here three years and you know you've been you've got to play them every year and you're still tentative. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. understand. So then... Study, study, study. I had the best game I could possibly have because I'm looking at it in a different perspective. It's like, well, if this is the highest level that I'm going to get this year, no disrespect to all the other teams in my division, I'm going to study the hell out of you because you're the standard that I need to reach. Fast forward to now, I interviewed Dominic Gold, who in that game blocked two punts and put a lineman out the game. 
So then I so then I speak to Dom and then I tell him explain the story. It's like it's all about mindset. Mm. Like, how can I explain it? With what you're, you've had to deal with there is exactly the same thing. Like, this, it's, the scenario is different, but the circumstances yeah. are the same. It's like, you've got to make the best of the job for you because the same thing I said to Dom is like, you've got to protect yourself. Mm. So the most important thing when you play the game, and even if you're playing it with complete reckless abandonment, is you've got to go into every play knowing that you don't want to hurt yourself. Yeah. So you run into that guy as hard as you can, because if I run as hard as I can, I know I've got no mm. regrets. So it's and then when you go to Poland, you don't know these people. You might not see these people again. So the reckless abandonment just comes out even quicker and yeah. even easier. So then the next part of how you're uplifting the team, I think there's another part you haven't even realized is you've just understood where you're at. You've understood the, where you are what you've gone through, all up leading up to that point. It's like, hang on, I've got to make the most yeah. of this because this could be, and this is a life-changing exactly. opportunity. And if you can hear it with your perspective, how that you've had and how you've led to the scoreline in the second half, 7-7, seven, seven, you can actually attribute what you've done there to lead into that. And that you've, when you change people's mindsets and you change it on a, on a group size level, that's yeah. dangerous. Because if you got you get you can go any country in the world, anyone who wants to play football. But if you train eleven people to be absolute, I don't know, I don't know what word to use, but you just you just turn them into absolute machines that nothing in front of them bothers them. It doesn't That's matter. It. And then you come to Poland and it's like, guys, don't, it's yeah, football. Like it's 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 a really it's a really unique way that I don't think you're. You're speaking above your age by just how you're looking at the sport, yeah. if that makes yeah. sense. So I think that where you're, where you're at the, with that game, I can tell with from this moment on that it's going to be highs and lows, but you're looking at it with the right frame yeah. of mind. Yeah. That's it. So then after the game against um, the Archers, what? how did the next few games um, go? So, so our next game was against um, uh, the Panthers. Uh, so if anyone knows yeah. like European ball, the Panthers are, are probably one of the best set- setups that, that that's available right now. Um, mm-hmm. So obviously it was a, kind of the same the same mindset um, going into it. Obviously, like Warriors in the Blitz. You've just had the Warriors the first game. You exactly got the Blitz the next that's, game. That's, yeah, that's the exactly. only way I can kind of describe it. So obviously uh, we mm-hmm. just came off a I wouldn't say battering, but it, like the, it, like for us it felt bad. Um, it felt more like a pre-season in one yeah, game if I'm honest yeah. if you look at it so yeah. from then kind of the mentality was the same um, from, from from a lot of, of uh, the team you know you could tell we had a, a bye week or no sorry it went straight on to it uh, training on, we had training Monday Wednesday Friday and you could just tell like mm-hmm. the first training session was good you know it was film we broke down film everything was positive Wednesday it was good practice and then Friday you know uh, a lot of people didn't show up, you know, a lot of people didn't show up whether they were there and, and didn't show up mentally or physically were, weren't there. Um, so mm-hmm. we kind of had to, you know, once again, kind of just realise and, and, and say, like, guys, like, there's no need to worry about it. You know, I know the Panthers just won 50-0 the game before, but, you know, it, it doesn't matter. You know, it, it's it. Game's not exactly, won until like, the whistle goes. Game's not won until the final whistle's gone. It's eleven men against yeah. eleven men. It's different. It's it's, it's just about yeah. mindset and that. It's yeah. I think with the more the better perspective you have when you understand your 
you're foreign to them, not in the sense of foreigner, but you're foreign to them in how yeah. you look at yeah. the world, how you understand the world, technology, environment, da, 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 da. like this is where the European culture sort of mm. flourishes is that you have these sort of perspective and it's like your your change Polish football's entire opinion of how they look at how your team, the Rebels, should look at when they play the Panthers and how they should look at when they play them. It's like if they change their mindset to that, but keep that mindset up the entire season, it makes all the money that they put into you signing, they're getting all the money back. I I can understand that what you're doing now you give more to the team than the team actually understands. And this is, a, again, this is one of those parts where I'm, I want this conversation to be like, I'm not selling you to the other teams, but you give, I've never known you to not give 150% back when you've only been given 10%. I, I think, I, 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 sorry. I, I, yeah, no, I'm just saying that I think that's just kind of how I feel. Like uh, for, for me, yeah. Yeah, like a team can, you know, they'll they'll pay me however much of my contract, but for me it's more than that. Like, obviously, as an import, yeah, you know, you're coming into a new team, uh, you kind of have to prove your worth in a monetary perspective, but also you have to, yeah. you don't have to just prove yourself to the team. You have to prove yourself to your teammates that like, they don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. You have to prove yourself to your coaches; yeah. they don't know who you are. Management in the team as yeah. well, and you know, like obviously from as it filters down from from the top, um, obviously the president and and the board and whatnot, they yeah. see what you bring to the team on the field. Like they can come and watch the games, watch the streams, yeah. and they can tell what you're doing from them. But then, as it trickles down to the mm-hmm. coaches and and the players, it's obviously you know mm-hmm. what you you bring, and it's a lot more than just playing. Like you know, mm-hmm. um, even in training, you know, you want to uplift the tempo. If someone's being sloppy, you want to you want to pick them up. You know, you want to coach them whilst that training. Yeah. You want to coach them on the field. You want to coach them off the field. Mm-hmm. You know, and and for me, yeah, like I know that obviously I'm getting at the end of the day I'm getting paid to play, but for me personally, I feel like if they're investing that much into you, like the Rebels were a team that gave me an opportunity. You know. Like, at the, that's at the, the point isn't it when, like, yeah. I wasn't going to go pro you know I was, I was happy in my full time job but they gave me an opportunity to play and they even they looked mm-hmm. after me the whole of COVID like they, they paid for everything you know they they looked after me f- from that side they gave me a place to stay they mm-hmm. they gave me food they gave me anything that I needed and for me I was grateful yeah. for that but also the opportunity that it gave to me and yeah. as soon as I was allowed like, I was kind of as it were let, let off my leash you know, I'm going to do everything in my yeah. power. To... <laughs> I completely, I completely so... understand. It's like, it's like you shake the hand and they're like, I'm now going to give you your money. Yeah, you're now going to get your return. 100%. Yeah, I completely so, understand. You know, that's that's kind of just yeah. how I've how I've been like my whole life. Um, so I would agree. So I'm, it's kind I'm, of I'm there's agree. no no excuse to change it just because I'm getting paid to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so no, of course. No, I completely, I think it's a very, I think it's a commendable trait. I think it's a good trait to have. I think it's something that, it's something that we seem to develop in GB, that when we go abroad as a collective or as a singular, that there is a systemic change in each programme that people are a part of. It doesn't seem to just be on the field, X's and O's. It's like, no, okay, efficiency or organisation or like 
there's all kinds of things that people that imports come from GB. It could be your degree, could be some someone you know or something. Like, I can help you out with that because I know someone yeah. over here that does this. It's, exactly. it's yeah. So the season went on. How, do, you, you you're playing out. You, you're playing higher than your expectations and yep. higher than it goes. So how does how did it go after the, um, the Hampshire so, game? You know, it was it was kind of a situation where we only had a, a shortened season. Um, so we're only supposed to have mm-hmm. five uh, regular season games. Um, and yeah. kind of the, the, the only teams that, that kind of entered the league that year were kind of the, the, the high end teams. Like, you know, the you know, obviously the yeah. Panthers Lowlanders um were the, the top two. But then the the Falcons, mm-hmm. um, the Archers and the Mets were high reputable teams yeah. as well. Um, so mm-hmm. I think I benefited from that because I, I liked the the level that I was playing at, you know, and and definitely COVID yes. did help with that as well. Because um, obviously a lot of the teams, a lot mm-hmm. of the leagues were cancelled around Europe, so a lot yeah. of the teams went out and got kind of the, their pick of the bunch of whatever imports they wanted, like whether it's American or, or European. Yeah. Um, so for me, I kind yeah. of enjoyed playing at that sort of level. Um, obviously it was a challenge yeah it was a challenge even though it was a five game season and you know we did play some difficult games we did lose all all five games Mm -hmm. which was unfortunate um but they they were close games you know that apart from kind of the Mm -hmm. first two games we we, it was close you don't look at you almost don't look at it as a loss yes it's a loss to the league but the team it's it's almost like did we become better as a collective and as as a company and as a business yeah, so yeah. I don't look at that as a loss. I look at that as like it's better. It's almost better that we lost because we're actually more grateful for what exactly. we have than what I, we don't. Because I know kind of so, the only uh, um, there was a couple, obviously a couple of meme pages in in um, in Poland um, that that you know we, yeah. we were getting we were getting the mick taken out of us and and you know as of course. It, it happens. You know if you see a team that that's it it's part and parcel, that's isn't it? It, like, it comes with you it. Know, we saw the memes. Like we didn't care. No one on the team really cared. You know. Like, um, but like the only mm-hmm. teams that were were commented on those um, all of those things were the teams that weren't playing. So I was like, I I know personally, yeah. I would rather play, play up to the hundred and ten percent, whatever I can yeah. do, whatever I can give, than not play at all. And then yeah. for for people to turn around mm-hmm. and you know make you know make memes and, and laugh, but we're Jokes, the ones who are playing well, yeah. against high competition. And we're getting better whilst you're sitting at home watching the streams, kind of thing. So yeah, it's, like, it's negative. It's negative yeah, jealousy so... that it's almost it fuels the fire. It's like brilliant because it knows that next when we get to if we get to play you next year, that high that game gets highlighted, gets circled, gets pictured, gets blown up. It gets put on. It's like you've now it's made like, yeah, a target. Precisely. Precisely. It's yeah. So it's, it's it's definitely it's really interesting. Like. The circumstances that you you've you've gone into and how it all transpires because you've gone to Poland and then there's teams that aren't playing are the teams that are almost mm. giving you the most grief, not the team that's putting that's got a rush that someone that's rushing for 150 yeah, yards you know, every that, game. No, that, that's, 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 that's what that I love so much about Poland is there, there was a certain level of respect, um, obviously across the board yeah. with all the teams that we played. No matter what the result was, there was always a coming together at the end. You know, every like if you saw mm-hmm. the game at the end, everyone was talking to each other. You know, the imports were hanging out, yeah. you know, talking to each other, even though some we haven't met before. Yeah, all the Polish guys knew each mm-hmm. other. So I think there was 
from that yeah. side, there's, there's a great respect for, for everyone, uh, American football in Poland, for, for everyone across the board. Yeah. So I think that's, that's kind, of, mm-hmm. kind of where it goes and, and what I enjoyed so much about it. Yeah. No, it's really, it's really, it's, it's a, it's a really nice story. I really think it's a perspective that's, it's important because it is comes back to that same saying of make the best yeah, of what you exactly. got. And it, yeah. So, what's your current situation now? Is it just a case of keeping yeah. yourself fit and ready and that's waiting for that next um, call? For me, I'm just at the moment. I'm just I'm back in the UK um, and just just mm-hmm. work and make sure I'm staying fit. Because um, you know, yeah. obviously, a lot of a lot of Brit ballers are kind of coming across the issue um, of of Brexit at the moment, going to play going to play yeah. in Europe for for the foreseeable future. Um, so I did almost mm-hmm. have things sorted um, going into the new year, um, but obviously a lot happened yeah. <laughs> or Brexit happened. Um, so for me at the moment, yeah. it's just a case of staying ready. Um, if it if it doesn't happen yeah. this year. Then I'll look to for, for maybe next year, um, but for me it's just a case of staying ready, and doing what I'm doing at the moment. You know, I've got things going on outside of American football, um, so just yeah. keeping fit on the side, keeping ready, and then it comes, you know, if, yeah. if it happens Correct. this year, yeah. then great. You know, I'll I'll be grateful. But if it doesn't happen, you know, I've I've mm-hmm. got other things to do, um, and and then you know yeah. if if something changes for next year or the, the years after that, then yeah. Then we'll 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 go back mm-hmm. to it, but um, yeah, that's that's kind of what's happening at the moment. Yeah. I'm just staying ready, um, just in case a call does happen. No, yeah, no, no. This is the, this obviously this is the one of the mm. big parts of why I'm calling you. Obviously, is like don't that's it. don't switch off, keep going. Because it's not in there. It's not like a dad sort of mentality. You're like it's a critiquing. It's like yeah, don't it's all worth don't it, switch yeah. off because if you switch off, if, if you've got to keep. Mm it there like I'll I'll tell you a bit of a story for myself is like I had to take the time out of sport for the mental reasons knowing that my head yeah. is not ready even though my body my body may not be the right size for the game but I know when my head's ready yeah. it doesn't matter about my body I, I, I'll throw my body into anything it doesn't matter about that but when you've had I've, I've used mm. COVID the opposite way I've used COVID to I've used an, I've used a really good analogy of there's 24 hours in the day. I've spent 22 hours sharpening the axe, and now yes. I'm ready to cut down a forest. Like I'm, it's this is it, this is that sort of mental sharpening that is like these conversations that we have. Like I don't know if it empowers you, but talking to you empowers me, and I hope yeah. that it, you're going to see it. it. It's 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 perfect i re- i really think the opportunity now for people like yourself people like me people who really want to play football at this high level that it's going to happen this year and the next year exactly. because you want it that badly and and that's all it and the the all the intangibles that you've got like you're a perfect <laughs> draft pick you've got all the no it's 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 not an ego thing it's not me blowing you up it's like it's when you look to sign a player any level, business, whatever. Okay, they bring a certain level of pedigree to the company or the sport or the team. Yeah. But what else can they do? And then it's like, well, there you go. What else can he do? Well, he can help out with this, 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 and this. So it becomes a valuable. It becomes more of a an asset than a commodity because the commodity you can get rid yeah. of and come back and forth with it. But then yeah, you become good. an important. No, I appreciate asset. that. Appreciate. It. Thank you. No, it's, it's no, mate. It's none. None of this is all of is for. I'm not doing any of this in any sort of bad energy or 
like it's all coming naturally in the sense of you're you're gonna go far you just got to stick to the process trust the process trust yourself back yourself self-belief don't let go of the self-belief that's got you here Uh, it it sucks for all of us and it's i can't imagine to think what you've gone through with the hotel in poland but it's I know that you're gonna. It's, it's almost you know, harder than you. At as the a end person. of the day, it is what it is. You know, you, you can't you can't just kind of go into yeah. a shell and just you know <laughs> shut yourself off. You just you just gotta get through you it. Can't. I know. For for me, like you know, yeah. I, I feel like I'm quite mentally tough, but uh, and it comes quite naturally to yeah. me. But I know that for a fact that you know something like that is for, for not or for, not for me, but for some people it may be very 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 difficult. You know. Like for me, it was difficult, yeah. And I feel like I'm quite mentally strong, so I don't like you know. It, it's just a case yeah. of like I get it, you know. But I, it might be hard, yeah, to to get on with it and you know can't try and forget it. But at the end of the day, that's kind of what you have to do to to if if you want to be at yeah. the the level that you want to be at, you know, you kind of just have to. Yeah, you, this isn't even yeah. close to being the hurdle that yeah. you've got to face with. Like this, if this is what you're. If this is what's stressing you out today, yeah, God forbid, so you what just got to look on the be. brighter side. You can't, you know, you can't just be yeah. hung up on things. You know, mm-hmm. what your situation is, your situation. You can either do what what you can in your power to get out of it, or you can fall into the trap. Yeah. You know? So yeah, yeah, no, a good a good guy to listen. I had mm-hmm. on the show Joseph Frias. He went to. Uh, small colleges. He went to a ju- JUCO, and then he moved to another JUCO. Then he went to the same. Uni- he went yep. to College of Canyons, and he then went semi-pro. And then he got the opportunity. He got basically yeah. set up a Euro players, and he'd never been to Europe. And he's like, never like his, his story is amazing. Like I've never been. I got the opportunity yeah. to go to France and went. And he's like, <laughs> how? what <laughs> Like it's it, it's just like yeah. it, it doesn't make sense. It, like how do you like adjust? Yeah. And it's like I just got on with it. <laughs> and it's like how how do you teach that? Because that that sort of adjustment level is isn't something that we mm. teach in sport. We don't teach like you. Obviously, they talk about the NFL draft of your responsibility as a player. Da, 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 but it's the outside the football yeah. part that affects the football part. It, it's it's so different it's so difficult to try and not coach to people but to explain that you could be set for everything here but you get there and it could be absolutely yeah. not that but you got to yeah. be prepared for that but then if you go and then you deal with that sort of limbic state of do you go left do you go right and then it it's yeah it's a difficult yeah. place to be at no so i've i've lived i leave this bit to the show here is there any question to is there anyone that you think i should try and get in contact with yeah. now i've obviously dale yeah i've done marcus um i've I, is there anyone um, you you andy recommend Wusu, if you can uh, honestly I, I played with andy yeah, for, I'll get for andy. a couple of years and, and his story's incredible as well um you know he was yeah always at the top level um when we were playing at university yeah and then he, he just kind of blew up yeah. he was kind of the, the first person that i played with that kind of blew off uh, or blue up, yeah. sorry. Um, you know, went through. Yeah. The G- he's in GB ranks yeah. now. You know, he played in in Finland. Um, going yeah. to play in GFL one now. You yeah, know, his his story is incredible. And then, um, yeah, player wise, and then coach wise, uh, Adam Biggs. 
I, I don't know if um, you've heard of him before, but he was um, yeah he was our head coach at Coventry for my first couple of years. And um, before he, he had um, he was yeah. in the masters and he had another kid at the time, so he, he stepped down. But when 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 I talk about coaches mm-hmm. and and kind of who got me to where I am today, there's Adam Biggs and Adam Gibson. Yeah, like they are for me the holy mm-hmm. grail of coaches. <laughs> Like you know, they, yeah, they it. like from a playing perspective, they taught me everything, and then from a mentality point of view yeah. as well, they they were incredible. Um, yeah, yeah, both of them were. Yeah, no, I no, that's fine. It's I, it's great. It's great to hear because obviously these two guys mm. and what they've done for Coventry, and how you look at turning a situation into the best situation possible. And what I'm obviously we're talk, I'm talking about different horses for different courses. Like they knew how to set up the right exactly, racetrack yeah. for you lot. It's it's and it's and it's it's important because if you've got more people like that in every town, everywhere, you have the the, the level of football gets higher and higher. Just in the same way as you have got yeah. football in yeah, like exactly. English football. So I've, I I definitely think this it's a worthwhile chat. Um, if if there's any sort of recommendations, I could say try and get in contact with yeah. In Sport Management. They're a really good group of people. I can try and share that your information, their information to you or yours to them. But they're a good, uh, solid group of guys to get in contact with in I like see, yeah. preparation and stuff. Um, Jason Salemi, he's a great guy for getting your head in the right place and looking at direction he's at gfl he had the cfl combine yeah. he was there with andy but his mentality yeah. is very close to yours so if you if you do get in contact with him like i uh, believe me you you two would be a perfect match yeah. in terms of football like is in actually being on the field like you two fit very well but i'd if, if you've got any sponsors or anything please you've got the floor to speak about it but i just I'm yeah, grateful for the opportunity to speak it's, to It's you, good kind, kind of to have someone to talk to with the, kind of the same mentality and the same kind of passion <laughs> that I do for American football because, you know, of course. Got, quite a lot of the time it's just a, a, you know, a casual conversation. But to actually sit down and talk about kind of and break yeah. everything down, it's, it's quite quite positive, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I don't... I don't put myself in the same sort of direction as the X's and O's because I think the X's and O's are in a whole different world to me in mm. terms of what they're doing is in at the top and it's amazing what they're doing and highlighting the people and so forth. But I, I think that I I want to use this platform to not... You've done well, yeah. brilliant. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. I've been watching you. I've been seeing it. I like it's. It's just. I, I just think that you. You don't even understand how far you can go, because you've never. Yeah. The doors have never been put in front of you, and like it's almost like an envious point of view. Like I'm 27 and looking at what the direction you're going. It's like I, <laughs> I'd cut my arm off and no, someone else's it. arm off to be in your position, and I would. And it's. It's uh, this isn't a jealous point of view. It's I'd I'd want you to look at it in terms of you're doing it for yourself, but you're doing it for people that open the door for you, and then then you've got the youngsters yeah. that want it more than you. So you've got to push it even further. So you've got to not put your flag there. You've got to put it further forward. So then they've got further to go. It just just keep it going. Keep going as hard as you can. Keep training. Keeping your head sharp. I'm here whenever you need it, but mate, I can't wait to see you getting signed in the next source.